welcome to Book World, The Great Escape. I'm author C.J. Peterson. My co-host over here is author Michael Scott Clifton. And today we have a wonderful guest. And on here, author David Baylog. So we'll get to him in just a second. Mike, how is your week gone? Uh, it's been a busy one. Which, you know, I'm on the school board at Chapel Hill. So we've had playoff games that I've been attending. And today, for the first time, uh, I was able to plow up the garden and I'll be planting some potatoes. Uh, if you don't know, David, I'm a, a gardener. I, that's kind of my hobby besides writing and, and books. That's a passion of mine. So uh, springtime, early, early springs, uh, busy time for me and enjoy the gardening and, and, and growing things. And uh, don't really have any book events uh, until later in the year. And uh well, I, I take that back. I did get a uh, an invitation to speak with a creative writing group at Lindale High School, nice. and uh, and I am supposed to uh, I'm supposed to talk to the class in March. I think toward the latter part of March, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Lindale's about it's around Tyler, which is about what um, hour hour and fifteen minutes from here, and uh, I've was a former teacher for many, many years. Uh, so I know what it's like to talk in front of students, but this will be my first time to actually address students uh, about the subject of writing. And what really, <clears throat> what was really a, uh, made me feel good is that uh, they had actually sent the invitation to the, you know, uh, CJ, the various writers organizations around here, NetWo, ETWA, ETCA, all of that. And uh, apparently they got quite a response and the students were given the choice of who they wanted to choose. And of course, you, you gave them a little bit about your background, what you wrote. And so lo and behold, they chose me. So uh, I'll be going to, uh, to to speak with them about about writing and uh, looking nice. forward to that. Very nice. That's very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you won the popular vote. Like that is always a lot of fun. I've just started recently doing that at a uh, small art studio uh, in the neighborhood. Um, so once a month, we start off with a uh, with a short meditation, then go into um, the, the the writing category okay. of, of the evening, and just you know write for you know 30, 45 minutes, and then we discuss okay. our writing. Okay. Okay. There you well, go. Well, I've been doing school still, so kind of trying to keep my head above water at 15 credit hours and doing everything else that I do on top of it. Um, so it's been fun. I'm loving it. Uh, we're actually not going to be at Comic Conroe. So those who are wanting to know, we are not going to be at Comic Conroe. Our next Comic Con is actually going to be East Texas Comic Con in Longview, Texas on the first weekend in May. So super excited to be heading back to Longview. And I happen to know some of the guests, but feel free to check it out on Facebook, East Texas Comic Con, and you can know some of the guests as well. So super excited on that. Um, so David, I kind of teased him last last week. <laughs> uh -huh. um, we've talked before about the difference between a planner and a pantser. The pantser usually sits down and writes. Ms. Julie Brock is here. Hey, Julie. Um, planner usually the pantser sits down and just writes that's usually how it works you know depending sometimes it's chronological usually it's chronological how we write the planner can sit down and write i know we'll get there can sit down and write any which way they want to because they've usually got it all planned out on like butcher paper post-it notes character arcs 
all of that fun stuff. Um, but you take pantsing to the next level. Can you explain to people what I mean by that? Um, I, I always just tell people that I write as my muse directs. So <laughs> I, 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 you know, if I need to write one particular scene or one particular conversation, then I go for that. And it doesn't really matter where it happens in the book. I just know that that's what I need to write. Um, currently, I'm working on the third book of my trilogy, and I have you know, I, I've been doing 15 chapters per book, and I have 13 of 15 open that I'm working on simultaneously. Eight of them, I think, are basically done. Um, I, I've started working on what is probably going to be chapter four. I know the first three are done, and I know those are going to be, and I have in order the chapters I'm working on just because of which characters are in there and which ones aren't. So, um, there's a, a new character that gets introduced probably around the middle of the book. Not quite sure where that's going to line up yet. But since she's not in the chapter I'm working on, then I know what happens before her character gets introduced. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, he can write chapter two and chapter 10 okay. and then six yeah. and then yeah, one. For, uh, for uh, Necromancer's Lament, I wrote chapter nine first and chapter four last. Um, for Necromancer Sorrow, Chapter 4 was also the last one I wrote. Um, but with the sequels, I at least start with Chapter 1 because I just need to make that transition from the previous book into the next book. So, so let, me make sure, let me make sure I understand this. You do not write chapters in chronological order. No. You, um, I have two you, chapters. I haven't decided what's going to happen in them yet, and I'm not quite sure where they're going to fit in the book. So maybe Chapter 1, the next one maybe Chapter 8. The, one, and the next one maybe chapter five or six. Yeah, and uh, but he's I'll, not organized at all. It's yeah. not a planner. He is not a planner, so I, he I doesn't have, have like the outline. Yeah, I have one page of different story beats that I want to hit in the book, which I'll I'll do, and then once in a while I'll go back to it because I've I've forgotten that I have it, or I've already changed things that because the story went its own direction from what I, those story beats originally were planned to be. So, yeah. Wow. Um, I, I, like I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I, I look at it to raindrops. Each, each, each time I sit down and write, a little bit of rain falls, and sometimes the, uh, a raindrop will hit close to what I've already done, and those raindrops will form into a larger puddle. Oh. Uh, other raindrops are hitting over there and they're forming their own puddles. And eventually the puddles will all get together into a large puddle. Wow. <laughs> and you never, you, you never lose sight of the storyline. You were, you, you never have trouble connecting this chapter and the next chapter and all. Okay. No, wow. um, the, the, the tricky part is sometimes I will find that I I'll write something and went, did I do that? earlier or in a different part that I've already written and am I contradicting myself? So I will go back and double check just to keep the continuity straight. Okay. Um, just to make sure that it's like, oh, did I do that? Did I say that already? Did I, cause I think I said this differently at a different time. Let me double check. Well, I got to say you've given multitasking a whole new, whole new thing. Whole new because it, it, he takes dancing to like the next level. Yes. Um, like I said, Julie Brock says hi. Marissa says hi. Hi guys. Glad Hello, you joined everyone. Us. Um, so when you're writing, you write in fantasy. Can you tell us mm -hmm. what kind of differs makes mm -hmm. your fantasy kind of stand out amongst the fantasy genre? 
Um, well, I've, I've always enjoyed fantasy, and um, I, I started writing this particular book because it was the one that I couldn't find when I was younger. Um, I've found that a lot of them, it's, it's like, oh, we, we, we found this young child who has great magical potential, and he's going to be a great wizard someday. The next chapter, it's 20 years later, he's a great wizard, and he's doing wizard things. When, well, how did he get there? What was, what was the growth process? What was his apprenticeship like? So that's what this particular series is. It's a wizard's memoir, and it look, looks back at his family life before magic, mm. his apprenticeship, and how he evolves into being an adult wizard with adult responsibilities, which he's not liking all of his re adult responsibilities, but I don't think any of us are. Who does? Honestly, <laughs> wow. who does? He's adult now. It's like, I don't, that's not what I wanted to do with my life. But, you know, you have to take care of things because if you don't, it doesn't get done. <laughs> so you weren't satisfied with, the type of fantasy you were looking for would that be a fair statement yeah I, I i mean i certainly enjoyed the fantasy i was reading but it was missing that component that and that's that's where i felt i wanted to write was okay. I, wanted, I i wanted the the growing up story i wanted the mm -hmm. you know, i wanted his journey i wanted the, his apprenticeship i wanted you know how did he become the powerful wizard that you know, showed up in chapter four and all of the other books I was reading. Right. right. Very cool. I can relate to that because as we've talked on, you know, and CJ knows that's one of the reasons I got into writing fantasy because I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't happy with um, the type of fantasy I was reading and, uh, you know, thought, well, I'll give it a shot, give it a shot myself. And it uh, sounds like you were kind of in that same vain so to speak you know well yeah. maybe i can do a better job of it but yeah so yeah i can relate to that i can't so promise you... I'm a better job i'm just doing the job that i can do <laughs> i would like to think i'm doing a better job <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah can you kind of give us a brief overview of the trilogy itself is it just going to be a trilogy is it going to be a longer series um it's just going to be a trilogy I, I i wrote the epilogue before i finished book two so i made sure that the ending was going to be there <laughs> again pantsing um but it, also part of it was you know in dealing with uh you know the things that were happening in my life i was looking forward and realizing that well especially because i'm not going to drop any names but of write, writers who haven't finished their stories either because they went on forever and they died in the middle of writing or they got a, a great hbo deal and they've got millions of dollars in their back pocket and they can't which means it's uncomfortable to sit down and write when you're trying to balance on all of that cash. So <laughs> they're never going to finish the stories that they started. So, George R. R. Martin. I didn't say it. <laughs> 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 so what I decided to do, um, I, I do a lot of live shows. I do a lot of art shows, craft shows, because as a small, small independent author, you, you need to find ways to get your name out there. And I just decided that I needed to have an ending for the trilogy in case I didn't finish it for some reason or another. Mm -hmm. uh, life happens. You know, you know, I could step out in traffic in front of a bus that I that I didn't see. Um, you know, a meteor could hit my house. Um, yeah, I I'm not particularly young anymore, so <laughs> it happened. So I wanted to make sure that for anybody who invested time and money into my books, which it's not a lot of people. 
to be honest. But for anybody who's done that, I wanted there to be an ending. And I've I, I have I've talked to the people who are in, in charge in the will that for whatever whatever I haven't completed to just put put up free online so that people will see this is where the story was going, this is how it would have ended. You know, he, you know, had he not eaten that fourth hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> so you wrote the ending first. I, I wrote the ending in the midst of book two. It, it, actually, it was shortly after my wife died. And so I was in that mindset. So I needed to make sure that I had that epilogue. I had, this is how the story ends. That's that's fascinating. In the, the Treasure Hunt Club, um, which was the first book that I wrote. I wrote the ending first. And <clears throat> trust me, when I started writing back in those days, I what I knew about writing, you could put on a postage stamp and have room left over for the address. And uh, I started writing backwards because I thought that's the way you wrote a story. And I think I got maybe halfway through and I decided that I made a mistake. Anyway, long story short, uh, it was with, without a doubt the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I, and I, that's why, I was, you know, what you said, you wrote the epilogue. Uh, at, you know, at, of course, you at least waited to write some of the story before you went to the to the epilogue. But I would anyone re watching the podcast, don't write the ending and go backwards to the front. That is the if if you do, you will. You'll go crazy. Trust me. Uh, it's that's, a, it's, no, 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 I'm thinking about that as a challenge. <laughs> that, that sounds painful. Like the pants are in me. I just, I never know how my stories are going to end when I start them. I well, don't necessarily, I have a vague idea on where they're heading, but I never know what the story is going to do, how it's going to end until it's done. So it's just as much a surprise for me as it is for the readers. Um, but one thing I do do is I write the entire series before I start publishing. So I don't run into what you mm. were talking about. I learned that with one of the first series that I wrote because I thought, you know, well, actually it was when um, I did Divine Legacy series. I ended up going to the hospital and I went septic and I actually had resuscitated on the table. I died. So that could have left everybody hanging. <laughs> so from that point forward, I actually write the entire series before I publish it. That's wow. fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't know how my trilogy was going to end. I just hadn't really written it out. I, but I, I did know how it was going to end. And the, as the story has gone on, I've learned more details as to mm -hmm. how that epilogue works. So every now and then I tweak the epilogue a little bit. I say, like, oh, that's something else I can add to it. There you go. This so is, is the epilogue kind of like as long as a chapter? Because usually epilogue is like it's a page, half it's, a chapter. It's probably half a page. Mm -hmm. It's three or four paragraphs. It's just enough to, you know, that, you know, when, when the, at the very end of the last chapter, because I, I, I have the last couple of pages written and then, you know, with, with that, you're like, huh? And so I had to have an epilogue just to kind of clarify what happens after the, you know, the ending that, you know, wait, how, what, so does it kind of almost keep you in check too, as far as your storyline? It, it it does. It, it it keeps me kind of say, all right, I know where this is going to go. I know where it all arches together. I know where it coalesces. I just need to find out the details as to 
how do I get there? Um, I see the forest. I see the trees. I can see right. them all at once, but I can't always see the trees behind the other trees mm-hmm. until I go into the forest and go, oh, there's another tree. There's another chapter. There's another part of the story. So when you skip from chapter to chapter, David, like you may do chapter one then chapter four then chapter eight, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, is it because you get an idea on at some point in your story that you know you wanted to put in there and you want to get it written down while it's still fresh on your mind? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Okay. And that and you have no trouble connecting that with the other chapters. Okay. Now, uh, I mean, occasionally there's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm here now. How do I how do I get here? I know where I'm at. I know what happens after, but I don't know what happens before. And sometimes I have a little trouble making those connections. But um, but by the time I'm to to that point, it kind of flows into itself. I, okay. I kind of wonder subconsciously if your brain is actually already working on the story back there, and you've already got it. It just surfaces at different times that, that that's probably a good way to explain it that's it's like i i know it's all there but a, after a while it's what are my characters doing and mm-hmm. what when i let them tell the story then it flows far more freely than when it's like all right these are the parts i want to talk about and then my character will say yeah but this is what i want to talk about and then it'll kind of go off in that direction wow there you go so you are an independent author, but you actually also have a press along with Miss Haley. Would you yes. mind explaining about Owl Talon Press, how it started, how it got here to where it is now? Well, Haley and I were both part of Rock Hill Publishing, and uh, James brought uh, in 2020, which was, wasn't the greatest year for doing any publishing or anything. It wasn't the greatest year for anything at all, but he brought it in was, five- I call that the year of Jumanji. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like each month was a new level. <laughs> yes. He brought uh, five new authors, gave five of us our start that particular year, um, which unfortunately, yeah, we couldn't go out and do any publishing or any, you know, we, we couldn't go out and do any shows. We couldn't go anywhere. It was really hard to do any marketing. But five of us got our, our first books that year. And, uh, once things got going again, you know, we were fine. But Haley and I were talking and said, you know, we kind of want to do what he did for us for other brand new authors that we we'd like to have our own company so that we can give new authors a voice in the same way that he did for us. Um, so by doing that and kind of duplicating his platform a little bit, I mean, we're not ready to take on five new authors. We did take on two, but they already have works you know, that they self-published that we're going to republish under our name, our, our brand, their name. Mm-hmm. I don't want to steal their work. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but we do want to build to the point where we can say, oh, yes, we've taken a lot of submissions and we found a whole bunch of authors that we like and we're going to do all of their stuff. We would like to get to that point in the future. But you know, it gives a, another platform for authors to find to get their start in the same way that James gave us our start. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So when did you start it officially? Uh, officially, uh, I think June or June of last year, early June. I, I don't remember if it was June 1st or June 3rd or something. At, at some point, um, I said, all right, fine. Starting the company, uh, uh, went, went online, 
looked through various I, I, various owl type names, which a lot of them have already been taken. A lot of them are already businesses. When Haley and I were first discussing, we, we spent months going through names and, you know, I would find a name I liked, but she didn't like, or she would like a name that I didn't like. And we'd find one that both of us liked, but somebody else already liked it and, <laughs> and had their own company under that name. Went, All right, let's try and find something it's else. It's not like, easy. It's it not, really isn't. There's a lot of people who have done a lot of stuff. And we found, found ones like, oh, this is really cool. It's really unique. Nobody will have this. No, it's a munitions company. Like, <laughs> well, we don't want our fantasy books associated with missiles and bullets <laughs> let's try something else and then you know finally it's like all right um owl talon by by spelling the talon with the y it made it completely unique nobody else had had talon that way so does it mean something or um well owl talon it's just the you know the the, the owl's feet it's the, just the talons and uh when I brought it to my artist, when we put the logo together, it, it's the uh, it, it's the talons holding a book and flying away. Oh, that's neat! You know, car carrying the book to you know on its journey to whoever the next reader is. Wow. Very cool. Now, what type of company is it? Is it hybrid? Is it traditional type? Is it what kind is it? It's kind of a hybrid between hybrid and traditional i guess it's just another level of my pantsing <laughs> um we we want to be tr traditional but there's definitely hybrid qualities to it um we've learned from our, our own experience you know a, as authors working with like i said working with james at rockdale publishing while we we sat under his learning tree picked up as much as we could um going forward with the business and we're going to do it our way which involves doing, you know, traditional, we want to have the books out, but we also have the hybrid that we're pulling in people that have already been self-published and we're also looking for new authors. So we're, we're, we're doing whatever we need to do to, to help people out and to help the business grow. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, is it, is it, if someone comes to you that is out of the fantasy realm, is that a book that y'all would publish or does it have to, pretty much fall within that science fiction fantasy genre? Um, we're, we're sticking kind of with fantasy right now. Um, the one author we picked up is a uh, fantasy and the other one is a romanticy. So we're getting sort of expanding a little bit, going, getting with the romance fantasy. Um, over time, we hope to go into other things and expand into other areas. But, you know, we, we, we need to settle on our niche and, you know, and build our foundation before we, Try to go too crazy with things. So yeah. what would be before, before we go on? Um, George just mute says I'm here better late than never. So hi George. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to go the ahead. show. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. What are the services that you offer? Uh, does it include? So if 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 an author is looking for a publishing company, mm -hmm. will they have, be having to do all their own PR? Will the formatting, the book cover, all of um, that? So we'll take care of the formatting. We have uh, one artist that we've been working closely with, um, and I've got other artists that I've talked to that if he gets overloaded, I can move on to another artist. Plus, we also give the authors, you know, the, the choice. If they have an artist that they want to work with, you know, you know, go ahead and do that. We will give you, like, a $200 stipend towards that artist if you want to use your own art. Um, 
because who you know everyone charges differently so you know if you find somebody that does great art but they want to charge a thousand dollars for it we don't have that kind of swag yet right we right. can give you some money towards that if you really really want to use that artist um um but it was the nice thing about with doing all of the book shows and the craft fairs and the art shows i've met a lot of artists i've met a lot of editors so i've got a list of names so that we we do as much in-house editing as we can i edit Haley edits we look at each other's edits and put it all together then we send it back to the the author for their their level whatever cleanup they want to do then when that's all done then we send it to an editor and get it as clean a product as possible to the editor so that it makes their job easier mm -hmm. wow. Definitely. Uh, so george is in a feisty mood he said that all romance is fantasy <laughs> <laughs> i can't disagree <laughs> i think it depends but then again i've only been in three relationships uh and you know the, the the last one you know i i had you know i had close to 20 years with her and um you know but you know we we met playing D D, so it was a fantasy from the beginning nice. <laughs> um pagan wheels says hey y'all julie brock so hi julie she's bounced from looks like facebook to youtube so hi julie welcome back um, so do you have any advice for somebody who wants to write fantasy? Um, aside from just saying, just do it, uh, um, you know, get, get <laughs> not an quite the way that you do it, but well, yes, yeah, definitely do it. However, you're comfortable doing it. If you, if you need to, uh, outline everything out, that's great. If I'm, if I'm doing nonfiction, I outline, um, I, I, I love outlines. I love putting them together. But my writing style, I, I can do an outline and then I would just crumple it up and throw it away because it's not how I write, at least not I this particular series. I'd have to write the outline afterwards because I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I Actually, that's what I had to do for speech class. I have to put an outline. So I have to like do the outline after I get everything sorted. Um, Lyra Brannon says hi. Hi, Lyra. Hello. Hey, Lyra. Yeah, when I, when I was working on all of my papers for my master's degree, it was, yeah, I, I definitely had to have an outline because I had to know what I was talking about. Uh, had, had to figure out where all of my sources were and all of the lines I was going to be quoting and everything else. I'm doing a lot of hand stuff, I know. <laughs> it's all moving, it's all moving pieces. You just got to organize it right. Okay, and do you have any advice for somebody who maybe wants to, want, wants to start a publishing company? Um, for starting a publishing company, definitely do your research. Um, if, if you've already been published, talk to the person who, who your publisher is. Learn as much as you can before you start. Learn as much about uh, not just the publishing business, but running a business in general. Um, if you can, you know, take classes even at, at community college. Um, I'm actually thinking about going back uh, to take more business classes, which I took years ago, and I don't remember a lot of them, but I remembered enough to put myself together here. But um, you know, le learn learn about the type of company you want. If it's an LLC, if if it's a sole proprietorship, if you have a partner, if you want to do it as a group, um, find out what the rules are in your state because those rules are different from place to place as yeah. well. 
So how does that work? Because you guys are in two different states. Um, I started it, so I, I, I registered us in Ohio. Okay. Um, if you know, if Haley wanted to have registered in Florida, we would have done that instead. But you know, when when I finally determined this is what we're doing, I, I went ahead, went through all of that. Haley went awesome. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't have to do it. <laughs> do you still want to be a partner? She says absolutely. So oh, right. I'm sure, her name was on the paperwork. <laughs> there you go. Well, um, thank you so also, much. Also, understand your the finances too. Set up a separate bank account just for the business. Um, I'd set up a separate account as an author, so I get my personal account separate from my author account. And then when I started the business, I also started a business account. Keep your money organized. Right. Definitely. Yes. I'm a capricorn. Um, these things. <laughs> that and figure out, you know, what what you want to do. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Do you want to specialize in something? Do you want to like ours are mostly cream, cream reads at Royal Rose. You know, I know that at Dragon Ship Publishing, there's is more sci-fi, you know, so it just depends mm -hmm. on what it is that you're wanting to do and what it is yeah. that you love, honestly. Yeah. And, and, and control your growth, build, build your foundation, figure out, yeah, figure out who you want to be, what, if you want to specialize, if you just want to do different things, if you just want a platform for your own books, that's great. You start your company for yourself and then you grow it and bring other people in once you are ready. Mm -hmm. but, you, know, you know, you know, figure it out, do your research, plan ahead. Um, you know, as much as I can pants when I'm writing, do not pants in business. Right. Organize your business. Right. If you pants in business, you will get pants in business. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, move every step very carefully because you can find yourself yeah. in serious trouble. Right. Well, yes. thank you, David. You have been a treat to have on. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about to use or not to use extraneous words. So make sure to tune in next week at four o'clock Central Time. Here, same place you found us today. And until next time, bye. Yeah, bye bye. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs>